Hanukkah is not about lights. I love Hanukkah because it really is about the light. But I will tell you what it is about on this bonus episode of Indie Thinker. Thanks so much for watching. Thank you for subscribing and thank you for sharing this video with friends. Before we jump into the history of Hanukkah and why it matters beyond the obvious time of year, I want to make sure that you know that this video is sponsored by Element Funding and the Kevin Blair team at Element Funding. Now, friends don't let friends shop for houses without going to the experts. Moreover, now is a perfect time because of how low interest rates are and how much inflation is going to make your dollars worth less the more it sticks around. Now's the perfect time to buy a house. So you can go right now on to the Element Funding website by going to kevinblairteam.com and you can be pre-approved for a house right now absolutely for free so that you can see what kind of house that you can find yourself in maybe even before this wonderful Christmas season comes to a close. What a great gift. So make sure to go to kevinblairteam.com, check out our friends over there, let them know that you were sent by IndieThinker. So why on earth would cackling Kamala Harris have a reason to lie to you about what Hanukkah is really all about? Well, here's why. Hanukkah is about a bloody revolt by non-compliant Jews who were willing to fight their immoral, oppressive overlords. So, of course, the real story of Hanukkah has to be obscured and watered down to just positivity and light. America is too quickly dividing between compliant and non-compliant people for the real story to sneak out of the mouth of our political class. And to be clear, I do not mean the jabbed and the unjabbed. I mean those who believe that the big government has every right to impose its will upon you rather than a people who remain skeptical about the increasing size and the power of the federal government. Of course, this is largely a left-right distinction, respectively. And this is not just me saying this. This is an ideological bent that the left has historically had. This is why FDR is the darling of the left. During the Depression, it's thought his big government policies pulled us out of our slump, when actually it probably prolonged it more. And the Depression, the real reason that we recovered from it, has more to do with the fact that a world war had ravaged the rest of the world, and we entered it late, and then were therefore able to provide goods because we weren't as ravaged by that world war. But the real story of Hanukkah deserves to be heard, because beyond the Festival of Lights, it's a story of how godly people should be the first to step up when freedom is threatened, because they have a God who calls them off the sidelines and into action. So, story starts here. After Alexander the Great's death, his massive empire was split between four of his generals, Antigonus, Ptolemy, Cassander, and Seleucus. Seleucus became the ruler of the land of Judea, and in 175, Antiochus IV became ruler. He was also known by a really sweet nickname, Epiphanes, which literally means God in the flesh. So, as you can tell, this dude was a little stuck on himself. You sit on a throne of lies. So Antiochus was kind of an anti-Christ, a self-proclaimed Messiah. But he wasn't getting love from the Jews because when rumors of his death began to spread, the Jews rebelled and they took back the land that Antiochus had taken from them. So infuriated by this brazen act of rebellion, Antiochus stormed back into Jerusalem, taking control of the city back with the usual fixtures, raping, pillaging, murdering, and even desecrating the temple by erecting a statue of Zeus inside of it. It's even told that he sacrificed a pig on the Jewish altar of sacrifice, a clear act of disdain for the tradition of the Jews, not to mention peeing and defecating in the temple, the most holy place in the Jewish faith. 
This, many believed, is what the book of Daniel in the Old Testament was speaking about hundreds of years before this ever happened when he prophesied about a abomination that would desecrate the temple. Afterwards, Menelaus is put back in charge of Judea, and so as the ruler of that area at this time, he imposes harsh taxes, totaling one-third of all crops and a half of all fruit, leaving the Jews destitute and living hand to mouth. So because they're not able to pay their taxes, of course, Antiochus is infuriated, and so he sends in another repressive force to murder traditionalist Jews, burn down villages, and abduct men and women and children to be sold as slaves. But most importantly, he issues a most unusually oppressive decree, even for tyrants back then, prohibiting the Jews to worship their God. Another force is sent to implement this decree, but this time things are a little bit different. The soldiers run into a man named Matthias, a village chieftain and priest, and a ragtag group of rebels alongside of him, including his five sons. Hungry and fed up, they strike back, killing Antiochus's men. Think about that scene in Braveheart when William Wallace comes back into his little village with fire in his eyes. Rather than merely flee from the reprisal of Antiochus after this brazen attempt, Matthias and his group roam through the mountains, destroying pagan altars to false gods in villages wherever they go. So upon the death of Matthias, Judah, his son, was appointed leader of the rebellion. By all accounts, Judah is a brave, good-looking guy, and he can inspire people like nobody's business. And so he inspires his men to fight back against all odds, and after many harrowing battles, finally takes back Jerusalem from the hand of Antiochus. Antiochus's oppressive force in December of 164 BC. One of their first acts after victory was to return to the temple and to relight the holy lampstand or the menorah in the temple. There was only one problem. The Jews needed pure olive oil to do that, and all of the casts of olive oil had been desecrated by the Greeks. There was only one jug of oil left that could be found that still had the priest's seal on it, certifying that it could be used for lighting the menorah. But that one jug of oil would only last for one day. However, miraculously, it lasted eight days, just long enough for these battle-hardened men to purify themselves from the battle that they had just fought so that they could ceremonially be clean and make more oil, according to Jewish law. That's why the menorah, which Moses mandated to actually have seven branches, has nine for Hanukkah, eight for the miraculous oil that lasted those eight days, and one more for the God who made that oil last. While there's more that could be said about this story, here's the point. There's a lot of people out there that think religion is insipid. And it's because we take great stories like the story of Hanukkah and even Christmas, and we make them effeminate and weak. Hanukkah is not about celebrating positive feelings and light. It's actually about the courage to risk your life for the preciousness of freedom. And Christmas is not about trees and jolly old Saint Nick. It's about sacrificial giving and the birth of God into the world for the sake of all mankind. So let's get honest this season. Christians are called to love, even their enemies, but we are never called to lie to people, certainly not called to lie people into the kingdom. One of the most loving things that you can do is stand for the truth. People will respect an honest person, even if they disagree with them, but no one is going to appreciate a softened version of the truth for the sake of being compassionate. Because we still live in the real world, that's actually called deception, and nobody respects that. So while the culture wants to prop up non-existent holidays like Kwanzaa and religious people fight over Christmas trees and their pagan origins, how about we focus on the things that really matter? The truth is way more powerful than your human sympathy. In fact, it's the most powerful thing any of us have to offer. So let's enjoy it 
and let's celebrate it this Christmas slash Hanukkah season. Thank you so much for watching. More importantly, thank you for liking, sharing, and subscribing. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reed Uberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking throughout the week. But you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends.